Right, this is Tiffany, and I'm here with Jana Hunter of Lower Dance. Did I pronounce that correctly? Close enough. Okay. Uh, thanks for taking the time to do this interview today. My pleasure. So I uh, he- heard that you guys just got back from a co-op in Burlington, Vermont. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, we um, we went there the last time that we were on tour, and uh, we drove in last night from Canada, stayed out just outside of Burlington, and uh, woke up a little early to go to this co-op. Is this a co-op you've been to before? Yeah, it's a co-op that we stumbled upon the last time we were out this way. What's uh, the name of the co-op? It's called the uh, Onion River Co-op. Okay. And is that typical for Lower Dens to stop by co-ops on the tour? When we can, yeah. I mean, you know, it's the kind of thing where hopefully we're lucky enough to find somebody that belongs to one or that is kind of knowledgeable, you know, or to run into a musician who, who has a recommendation. But yeah, when we can, we try to find local uh, co-ops and farmers markets, uh, farm stands, whatever we can to kind of get fresh local food. Yeah, and what did you end up getting today? Oh, I got, uh, I got, my favorite thing was this cheese. Uh, I think it's called Winamere. I can't remember the name of the dairy, but I, I have a kind of a, a cheese thing. And this cheese was in that, in the, the French style of kind of the orange rind, uh, round cheeses that have okay. like a really long, slow, uh, incredibly intense finish. And it was like that, but like stronger than anything that I've had mm-hmm. in maybe forever. It was amazing. So you just got a block of cheese? Yeah, a little wedge, a little okay. wedge of cheese <laughs> and spread it around, you know, like, I mean, not literally, but shared it with the other members of the yeah. band. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you have time, there's a place really close to here called Carduos. Mm-hmm. That's a specialty shop that has lots of cheese. A lot of people, like locals, will go there. I love cheese. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know I'll if you're see. cheesed out for today, but... I might be, <laughs> but we're back here soon enough, you know. I'll... Yeah. I'm sure we will be. I'll remember that. Okay. Um, so I know that uh, Lower Dens played with Bell and Sebastian a bunch of um, shows earlier this year. Mm-hmm. How was touring in the UK? Uh, this particular tour was fantastic, especially in terms of food, because they bring they have such a large crew touring with them that it's mm-hmm. um, that it's economically more feasible for them to eat healthy they bring a caterer with them so there was a woman named Sharon who runs a, her own catering company and and she had a, a, a cook with her and then they would like hire a couple of people when they rolled into town and they were cooking breakfast lunch and dinner for them we got to have dinner with them every day and every di- every dinner was you know four separate fully planned meals uh plus courses. a couple of salads not not courses like uh, four different entrees oh wow served with their own sides and and all of it was really just really wonderfully done it was like having an excellent home cooked meal every single night and with uh, like a, with salads and soups and desserts it was it was amazing yeah. it was really amazing yeah it was one of the things we looked forward to most every day so basically <laughs> mo- the food was provided through the catering every stop of the tour yeah for dinner anyway you know for for um for other meals we were on our own and one of the great things about the uk is they have these they have really good roadside food uh in particular this one chain called waitrose you can stop there like you go to a truck stop but there's a waitrose there and you can get smoked fish you can get um you know, uh, unsweetened fresh coconut chunks. You can get all kinds of stuff. I was getting like calamari every day. 
it's it's great and it's inexpensive and it just I mean it goes to show you that that's possible you know yeah. and like and uh, and you know coming back to the states and going to um, seeing the version of that that we have here is a little bit is a little hard. But what well, is the American version of that? I mean it's you know you go and there's like you know there's a sandwich there's one kind of sandwich and it has uh, like ingredients that are indistinguishable by anything but but it but their the way that they their appearance they're indistinguishable by flavor or texture <laughs> and it's a sad approximate it's something you put in your body because your body requires sustenance and right. that is the only reason or you just you wait until you can go to a grocery store which is what we prefer to do grocery stores over restaurants or definitely yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and partly for economic reasons, but more often because you know what exactly you're putting into your body, and that's it's a really good antidote to a very a largely very sedentary lifestyle where people offering you a lot of booze all the time. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot to to have some sort of dedication to to fresh local food and 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 also dedication to like activity some sort of daily activity which sounds really boring but it just makes life so much better on the road and by daily activity you mean seeking out the co-op or or exercise separate, like jumping rope or something or running a lot of us a lot of us in this band run because oh, that's, that's the easiest you know it's the easiest form of exercise like pre-show post soundcheck or how does that usually work? right in the morning okay first thing in the before morning before leaving yeah, like first thing, then you run, then coffee, then grocery store. Okay, I was gonna ask because um, the band has been touring for about five years now. Is that right? Yeah. So have you sort of developed any tricks for how to stay healthier over the five years that you you've toured as a band? When we first started out, we, um, you know, we had we had no money. We, we certainly weren't making any money on tour, and so we brought a little kitchen with us. We had a little stovetop. And we would go uh, every day after we would load in and do sound check. We would go buy some groceries and then and set up <laughs> in the club like a little kitchen and make food. You bring like a burner with you or something. Like yeah, that, we'd bring or? a burner and a little like spice rack and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so, awesome. So have you continued to do that or mm. no? We don't really have the same kind of time that we did uh, then and. Um, and and I think also we we've all kind of acclimated our diets to not being able to cook as much. So, uh, like I'll eat, you know, fruit and nuts all day, and and I'm happy to have a a hot meal at night, but I don't need one in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know you also were, seem pretty excited about the Red Bull in the fridge. Do you rely <laughs> on energy drinks to get you through the tour? I just have kind of I discovered Red Bull. I mean, I started drinking it very, very recently, and I'm guessing that this happens to a lot of people when they first discover energy drinks. I don't want. I don't want to try any other ones, and I don't want to try any of the like Red Bull sub sub genres or alternatives <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You know, I just. Uh, but I like that stuff. I, I. I don't think I'll let it last very long <laughs> for me. But for right now, it's it's kind of fun, and and I've been very tired lately, so it helps to have something, especially an alternative to coffee, because otherwise I'll drink coffee all day long every yeah. day. Yeah, okay. 
Um, and so you said there are three more stops on this tour. Mm -hmm. Are there any cities of, I guess, of the three stops that you're really looking forward to in terms of the food you'll find there? Yeah, and I, you know, and I was looking up the interviews that you'd done previously, and I'm pretty sure oh, somebody wow. mentioned uh, one of the places, and I can't remember the name of it now, but it's a restaurant in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Oh. That's really fantastic. It's a diner. And I remember yeah, I went yeah, there, like, it's one of those mm -hmm. places, you know, we went there four or five years ago, and I still remember it. Wow. <laughs> this is a new, this is a uh, Northeast tour, then, the rest of the stops? Yeah, yeah. We Well, we went as far uh, west as Chicago. Okay. But we mostly stayed in the north. We went to Canada for a few days. Okay. So is it um, mostly, then, it sounds like it's going to co-ops, getting fresh food, and then maybe hitting spots you've been to before? Or spots that friends recommend. Uh, it really, it really depends. And I mean, you know, and and it it depends on how much money we have, if there's a good recommendation, and if we have the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you say that any particular band that you've toured with in the past has very good recommendations, or a band you would go to in particular for recommendations? Uh. I mean, there are a few, certainly, you know, like there was, uh, like in Montreal, we had breakfast at the, at a place called uh, Le Vieux Velo at the recommendation of a person who, uh, a friend of mine named Jesse Stein, who plays in a band called the Luyas, they're from Montreal. Yeah, okay. And, um, and, uh... My friends who play in a band called Indian Jewelry, and they also play in another band called Pleasure 2, I think, uh, they've been touring for years, and they are healthy eaters. There's a lot of bands who are trying to be um, really health conscious on a budget mm -hmm. in strange towns, so it definitely becomes a, it becomes a, a frequent topic of conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well... I know that the band, or most of the members of the band, are from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, so I actually don't know very much about the food scene in Baltimore. I know people talk about like the blue crab, so that's basically all I know. So if you were to have a friend visit you in Baltimore, where would you recommend that they would go to eat? Well, certainly there are the crab shops, and uh, any particular one that's especially good. If I, you know, if I was, if I was going to have crabs in Baltimore, I would, we would, it would be a group of friends and we would go buy the crabs from a place that sells crabs and Cook not, a, not a restaurant because they charge you an arm and a leg. And their crab cakes are very good, but it's more fun to, to eat crabs, not crab cakes, much more fun. Um, Just boiled and fresh. Boiled and then you toss them in a, in a, like a paper bag full of Old Bay Mm -hmm. And then you put a bib on, and you know the whole the whole thing, um, and and then you know and then there's like there's lake trout, which is uh, like fried fish sandwiches. Those are all over Baltimore, but Baltimore has not you know I, I grew up in Texas where people are obsessed with food. It is one mm -hmm. of the main uh, c commodities available, and um, and Baltimore is a poorer place and. Um, and so you just don't see very many, like, uh, healthy food options. There are some, like, great Caribbean places. There's a really good juice shop. Um, there's not... It's more like there are pockets of things instead of, like, a widespread food culture. Yeah. Uh, and, one, you know, and one thing that was... One thing that was a benefit of that for me was that I... 
didn't know a ton about cooking when I got there. I, I had moved from Houston, where there was a lot of, a lot of cheap, good food mm-hmm. all the time. And when I got to Baltimore, I, I learned to cook because I needed to, because otherwise I was going to not eat very healthily. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people in Baltimore. Is there a particular type of cuisine that you enjoy cooking? I really like to cook Indian food because I got a really good. There's a there's a great um, there's a great grocery store uh, near where I live now and also near where I used to live. Um, and it uh, going going in there even just to get samosas every day just kind of ins- inspired me to want you know to 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 learn to cook Indian food and I got a. A cookbook by a woman named uh, Madhur Joffrey. Okay. And who's uh, who's an actress as well. And I think her story is something like she grew up not cooking, and then when she was older, she lived away from her family. So she asked her like her mom mm. and her grandma for recipes, and and she compiled them. And it's and it's great because it tells you about like the various regions of Indian cooking and. Um, of of India that different kinds of cooking from it come from and how they use spices and and how to prepare your spices it goes into it goes into detail so you end up instead of just uh, you know instead of just um, going down a recipe and you mimicking the, the steps the you under it, you yeah. understand maybe not even if you don't understand the culture around it at least you understand kind of like why they're doing what mm. they're doing with the food yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Indian food, cooking Indian food, I feel like it requires quite a bit of investment just because of the number of spices. Do you have like your own spice grinder then or Yeah, I have a mortar and pestle okay. and I have yeah, and I have, you have uh, to be pretty serious 30, to, 40 yeah. spices, like fresh spices. Yeah, but it's really it's really incredibly satisfying, mm-hmm. you know. And um it'd be hard to bring that spice rack on tour, I guess. <laughs> It would be hard, but I, you know, if I thought that we had the time and the space for it, I would definitely give it a shot. You know? <laughs> and our our uh, drummer uh, is uh, when he's not a drummer, he's a cook. He's oh, very no good. Way. He's a very good cook. Yeah. So we talk we talk about food a lot, and he is a is a is a big uh, help in finding places to eat, finding recommendations. Yeah. One of, the, one of the things that we bonded over, we had known each other for a while from working at a restaurant, actually, and when we... Hmm. He was in, in Baltimore? A, in Baltimore. What's the name of the restaurant? It's called Golden West. And uh, I was a, a bartender, and he was a cook, and our bands went on tour together, and we discovered that we both had a, a very deep uh, affection for barbecue, and so, as we toured together, we made sure to stop at as many, like, kind of classic barbecue places as we could. What are some of the classic barbecue places? I mean, you're from uh, Texas, you said. I mean, barbecue in Texas is a really complicated and amazing yeah. thing with the, in between the different cultures there. But we were, we, we were stopping in places more in the deep south and uh like carolina style barbecue carolina or? style and uh we went to places in atlanta and, and alabama and mississippi and i don't think it was on that tour but really recently or more recently not really recently about three years ago we went to after he had joined the band we went to uh lockhart in texas where they have uh you know, three or four competing. It's like the home of Barbecue's Texas barbecue 
quote unquote, and they so it's have, a it's a, a town, not a particular restaurant. It's or? a town. Okay. It's a town that exists just for barbecue. For for, for in a lot of people's <laughs> minds, it exists for barbecue, and you go there, and there's there's a, you know like there's the style where it's like literally just like meat, mm-hmm. and no sauce, and then there are other places where they do like kind of more of the full, full shebang, full smorgasbord type thing. Um, Any names of places in Lockhart that you would recommend? There are three of them, and I'm and I'm uh, and I'm going a little bit crazy, not being able to remember the third. But the other two are Smitty's and Blacks. Okay. Yeah. All and right. Then, uh, let's see. There's another. I'm. I and I also like if we if we pulled him in here, he would be able to rattle off half a dozen of them, <laughs> no problem. But uh, I'm, I don't have as good memories as he does. So is, is he still cook at the same restaurant, or is this a, a no? He. Do you want to give a shout out to that particular place? Uh, I mean, we we go there every once in a while to get you know a coffee or a taco because it's near our uh, it's near our practice space. But okay. um, but none of us work there anymore. Okay. All yeah. right. Is it so, but he's still a cook, you said, or he, you know, like no before, before while we were working on the record, he was still working as a line cook, but but currently we're all doing this full time. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I just have one last question. Okay. If you were to order lower dens on a restaurant menu, it could be any type of restaurant you wanted to be. What sort of dish would that be? If our band was a a food item. Yes. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. That seems like a, such a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> it is complicated. If you want to narrow it down to barbecue or any particular type of cuisine. I mean, I think, I think you know, I think it depends on the time of year and where we are. <laughs> but I think right now it's just we're all about the fresh fruit, you know. Okay. Can't get enough of, like, uh, strawberries and, and uh, blueberries and soon, you know, and apples and that kind of stuff, and, you know, and I eat bananas and coconut pretty much every day. How do you bring coconut on tour? Like, I, you mean I, I get it when I can. Pre-sliced? Or, or like, 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 at the, like an onion like river. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do. I love to. It's really easy to open coconuts, actually. But um, hmm. um, I love teaching kids how to open coconuts. Uh, do, do, don't you need, like, a big knife to do that? Or? No, you really don't. You need, What's uh, the like, trick a sharp coconut edge. Coconuts, you you just need to find kind of. There's like a uh, the kind of the uh, equator of the coconut. Mm-hmm. You uh, you like grip it on the sides, and you hit hit that line. You like turn the coconut, and you hit that line against like the sharp edge of like a brick or something like okay. that. And if you do that over and over again, eventually it starts to crack, and you just pull it right over. Yeah, right at the seam. Yeah, I mean before that, you have to like put a uh, like a corkscrew into into one of the holes so you can like drain the milk out so you don't lose that. Yeah. But, but yeah, but it's quite easy to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but right now I have uh, like I miss the waitress because they had fresh coconut every day. But right now, meeting uh, like at the Onion River co- uh, Co-op, I got chocolate-covered coconut pieces. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the best It's the best thing. I recently discovered, I know this isn't going to be as good as getting at, at a co-op, but Trader Joe's has a version of uh, almond-covered. It's like almonds covered in coconut covered in dark chocolate. Oh that is god. really good. That's actually. too much. <laughs> That's too much. Oh, uh, sorry, so back to what Lower Dens would be as a dish. You mentioned, uh, would it be like a fruit plate then? or 
I don't know. It's just like a table, table of fruit, table with fruit on it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. Maybe it would be a, a, a pie. Maybe it would be a banana cream pie. Okay. Sure. Let's say uh, lower dens would be a banana cream pie. Okay. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, did you have any other final thoughts about food or anything you want to say before we wrap up? Um, I guess it just just this conversation makes me think about how uh, how how things that grow simply from the earth should be more available to people. Well, you know, like when I talk about food in Baltimore. Uh, I just wish that's what was available there. And I wish it wasn't so expensive. I wish you mm-hmm. didn't have to go to Whole Foods just to buy food that was, like, untainted uh, and good for you. And it, it seems like we're always paying we're always paying more for that instead of, you know, and it, it seems like such a backward thing that people, um, that people have to pay for that and that, uh, and that processed food that's processed almost to the point of uselessness is what is available to people who don't have who don't have money and don't have access right. and, and and traveling around the country and around the world will really make you think more and more about that about how in in other cultures they make people and their nutrition a, uh, a priority and we don't yeah definitely yeah all right well thank you Thank you.